Amen. Praise God. Who's excited this morning? Come on. Man. That was, a, that was an awesome experience of worship this morning. That you just felt, you felt there was, there was the presence of God ready to do something. And I believe he's just getting started. Amen. All right, all right. Is everybody back from Children's Church? We all ready? All right, show me you're ready. Put your phones away. Stop talking to each other. Stop distracting each other. Let's lean in for the next three or four hours and just get the word of God. Amen? Come on. It's summer, so I'll be a little, little shorter than that. We just came. I'm, I'm just off of a vacation. Praise God. We went away to celebrate our 25 years together. And we went to a, a beautiful, we were in the beautiful island of St. Martin. Wow, it was our first time being, I think our first time being out of the country ever for me. And it was amazing. We enjoyed a great time of unwinding and relaxing and just taking in. If you know me, you know I love to the, the t- take in the, the fish and the animal, just the beauty of, of nature and the, you can really experience it. When you, when you leave the States and you're on an island. And so we had a great time. I want to just thank the church for allowing us the, uh, not that you paid for it, but just thank you, to, you know, the church for allowing us the time to be away. And, and uh, I want to thank my team for just not, you know, picking up every slack and just continuing to go. Those of you that rocked out VBS, come on. Wow. That was, that was an awesome time, and I, I appreciate the team that does so many. I think it takes about 60, 70 people to run VBS, so that was, we had some first-time helpers this year, and that's an amazing time. Thank you. Thank you for all of that. So I want to open up today with an experience that I had on this trip. Amen? So there were tons of activities, as you can imagine, on this island, and, you know, everybody, all the vendors come, and they give you all these pamphlets, and there's all these excursions that you can take, and, and so it, ranging anywhere from jet skis to deep sea fishing, I mean, you're, you're on a, an island that's 34 miles long with 37 beaches. So we, we, we looked at all the stuff, you know, on, on the weekend when we got there and we planned out everything we were going to do and we had set all these adventures that we were going to set forth on. And the first one that we decided we were ready Monday morning, we're going to go on a four-hour, three-island trip snorkeling. Because, you know, I love, I'm always talking about the fish and the colors and how I, I, I tell you that I've experienced the presence of God more at a... At a a pet store than in some churches. Because in a pet store, you could just look at the colors that God wastes on those fish and the patterns and the designs. And to me, it amazes me. It makes me feel closer to God. I feel closer to God than, than in most churches. But anyway, so, so that was awesome. We were ready. A four-hour, three-island snorkeling adventure. We were ready to go. The pamphlet said <coughs> that we were going to see turtles and, you know, the big, not the little turtles that you, you know, you buy in Chinatown. The big turtles, you know, swimming in their environment. And we were going to see stingrays and experience all kinds of sea life on the reef. And everything was included with a French lunch and everything. So it was awesome. What it did not tell us was that 
It was all going to take place on a speedboat. So we get to the dock, and they put this a big team, so they put two people, they have two boats, and they put 12 people on each boat, and it's a speedboat. I emphasize the speedboat thing, because some of you might know me enough to know that I get a little bit of motion sickness sometimes. So we get on this speedboat, and, and we get on, and there's, there's a, you know, a couple of couples, and then there's a couple of little, um, um, not little, but like teenage or in their 20s, some Caucasian um, females in the front, right? And they're like, OMG, like, oh my God, like, this is going to be so awesome. And, 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 and so we're like, all right, all right, we're going to deal with this, you know? And, and the guy tells us um, the first trip to get to the first island is going to take 20 to 30 minutes. And it is going to be an adventure, he says. I, I'm not looking for adventure on the boat. <laughs> but it's going to be, so, all right, we, let, let me, well, no, first, before I show you that, it, 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 it um, so we start, and, and it was real choppy, the waters that day to begin with. And so the boat just starts, and he takes off, and the boat starts, I'm in the, the front, and not that big a boat, I'm in the front, and the boat starts, ka, ka, ka. And the girls in the front are like, YOLO, YOLO. <laughs> and I was so annoyed. And, 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 and it's going, it's going. Show, show them the video real quick so you kind of get that. I thought I recorded a long video, but I was so nauseous, I only recorded two seconds. So it's a really short clip. But look at the water. This is the YOLO girls right over here. YOLO, YOLO. And so we, we, we're on this trip, and it's about 10 minutes in. My wife and I stop smiling. <laughs> the color starts leaving our faces. She was sitting away. Now she came and sat next to me, and we're just being miserable together for a minute. I reach back real quick, and I call the first mate, who's all of 11 years old. I said, those motion sickness pills you say you had, we, we're going to need that. He said, oh, we oui, oui. They're French, you know. We oui, we, oui, but the captain has to start the boat. I don't know how to do a French accent, but anyway. He says, the captain has to stop the boat before I can get the pills. So I can't get them for you right now. So we proceed bouncing and bouncing for 20 more minutes, losing all color, silently thinking of ways to kill the YOLO girls. <laughs> Anybody ever been nauseous? You ever been seasick? Oh, good, good. So you, you guys are going to, the rest of you could judge me if you want to, whatever. I was thinking of ways to kill those girls. I was actually praying, if you've never been seasick and nauseous before, you, you can idea with me. I was praying for that, that the boat would hit something so that we would explode and die. Anybody? Come on, you know that feeling. Don't judge me. If you've ever been nauseous, you know nothing matters. When you're nauseous, nothing matters. So I was praying that we would explode and the YOLO girls would die first. And, and so we get to the location finally and the captain stops. He says, okay, get your gear on and jump off. At this location, you're going to see all kinds of turtles. Turn that off. It's getting me crazy right now. <laughs> I see people already getting green. Like, yeah, kill that. Put something that doesn't move. Yeah, yeah, that's good. 
So he says that this first location, this is known for, it's right by a beach and there's a lot of sand reef. And so the turtles are all over. And he says, look, look. And he starts pointing at turtles and the turtles are coming up to the surface and going back down. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I lost the ability to care. I lost. I don't care. All I want to do, now we're standing still in the boat, you know. And I just want to get off this boat. And so I get my gear on, boom, and I jump off. I think I was the first one in the water. And the water's still rocky, so it's not great, but at least I'm off the boat. And so we, 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 we're in there, and, and the first thing we see, it, it's awesome, because my wife says, look, and so, yeah, you know, we're snorkeling, let's at least look once. And so we look down, and there's a stingray, and it's this like, incredible color, and we were like, wow, that's amazing. But I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I just want to get out of moving water. And so luckily this part of the trip, he says, you know, you can go to the shore and, you know, we're going to be here about 20 minutes. So my wife was like, we swam right to the beach and got out, threw the equipment off and sat down. I just needed still ground, right? I didn't care. People were like, oh, look over here. Look over here. Like, whatever, man. I, I just wanted to have still ground. So we relaxed for a little bit. Then we get the sign. And so naturally we got to get back on the boat. We have to do this two more times now. We get back on the boat, speed over to the other island, YOLO, YOLO, whoa, whatever, they think we're on the MTV video. We get to the other island, we jump off, we put the gear on, we jump off, we look in the water, oh, fish, wonderful. We float, get back on the boat, YOLO, flipping, flipping to the next location. We jump out, okay, look in the water, okay. I, could, I, I didn't care if the turtles were ninjas and they were dressed up and were talking to me. I, I could care less. I didn't care. The pills did not kick in until the ride home. By that time, I was like, YOLO! But it didn't matter. We're going home. It's over. So, needless to say, we canceled every other excursion that had a boat. Be like, no more boats, nothing. So, why did I choose the worst vacation story to tell you about? I'm glad you guys asked. See, I was upset at myself. I was angry at the situation. Here we were visiting three of the best locations on the island to see the wonders of God, to experience something that I would never see here, that I would never go to Orchard Beach and be able to even see my hand in the water. <laughs> but here you could go look and you could see for miles. And, you, and, and, and here, here we were in the most beautiful place. I could have experienced God's handiwork up close. I had the chance to see God's wondrous creations, and I didn't care. It didn't matter to me at all. And so I was upset with myself. I was surrounded by beauty, but I couldn't enjoy it. I couldn't take it in. I mean, you know, I'm preaching right now. So I looked up the causes of motion sickness. Did you know, I'm going to give you a little pre-med class. Did you, you think that when we get nauseous, it's all in the belly? It's not. It's actually your eyes and your inner ears. So it's your visual system and your vestibular system. Oh, check that out. Am I good? Some of my students were like, all right, you got that one. Nailed it. 
And so it's your eyes and your ears that take care of our equilibrium. They maintain our balance. Right? And so I was fascinated. I kept on reading. So your, <coughs> your eyes and your ears are responsible to keep you balanced. And so it's believed that motion sickness occurs when the eyes and the inner ears send mixed messages to the brain. Oh, we preaching now. So when the nervous system receives these mixed messages from the other systems, it throws off our balance and then the the symptoms of motion sickness appear. So our physical body teaches us that we're balanced by what we see and what we hear. So in, in, in one case, and you guys that, that are you guys that raised your hands earlier, you know, sometimes the eyes are seeing. What's happening on the boat is that the eyes are seeing that we're moving forward. And so they're sending messages to your brain that we're moving forward. But the inner ear, the liquid in the inner ear is, is feeling is, and it's telling the brain that, no, we're moving up and down. And so the brain says, wait, are we moving forward or are we moving up and down? It's a mixed message. You're sending mixed messages. And so in that case, the brain goes into a thing that they believe that then it, it, the brain thinks that you've been poisoned or that you're having some kind of, of hallucinations or some messages. And so automatically it triggers the stomach to regurgitate. Isn't that amazing that your body works that way? And so, so, so that's what's, what's going on. You know, sometimes how many of you we get sick when you sit in the back of the car? Or when you read in the car, right? Why is that? Because your eyes are looking at something that's fixed. And so your eyes are telling the brain you're not moving. But your inner ear, the liquid in the inner ear is feeling the acceleration, the stopping, the turns, the bumps. And so the brain is saying, are we moving or are we not moving? It's mixed messages are being sent to your brain. And the mixed messages are throwing your balance off. And now you start experiencing the symptoms of motion sickness. You start to sweat, you get dizzy, you get nauseous, some people get headaches, some people get anxiety, and you can't process anything. And it creates in you that you don't care about anything else. When you take Dramamine or one of those those pills, those antihistamines, the way they work is that they block certain messages from going to the brain. So if we block the messages that are being sent to the brain that are mixed, your body normalizes, it finds its balance, and you're okay. Amen? You guys can go home. You learned something in science today. (laughs) I want to talk to you this morning about mixed messages. Mixed messages create confusion. Mixed messages create disorientation. Mixed messages create depression. Some of us are depressed and we don't know why. Mixed messages make it so that we can't enjoy the beauty all around us. Mixed messages keep people from finding life, from enjoying life, and from being life. Mixed messages ultimately Keep people from the kingdom of God. See, when the brain stops getting these mixed messages, then it could bring balance and take care of the body. Family, I love that the scriptures commonly refer to the church as the body. Right? We're going to make a connection now, okay? We're bridging. Those of you that say, he's not even preaching scripture. Yes, I am. Listen, pay attention. 
The body, the, 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 the scriptures are always calling the body, the local church, the body. It's comparing it to the body. So we've been teaching a series this whole last couple of weeks, and our focus for the summer months is bodybuilding. And so we've been talking about what builds the body, what tears down the body, what strengthens the body, what equips the body. And when we say body, we're talking about the local church. So I'm not talking about this just so I could tell you about my miserable trip. That was the worst part of the trip. If I wanted to talk about the trip, I'd tell you something good, right? But, but I saw something here that, that kind of stayed with me and... and it, it, it had an effect on me, and I started thinking, with, with all the stuff that's happening in the world today, are you, are you watching the news? Do you see that Israel is fighting? Do you see that everything that's happening in the world, the Bible said was going to happen? Is this freaking anybody out? I mean, I don't want to alarm you. I don't want you to be nervous, but I want you to see that the Word says things were going to happen, and these things are happening. And so when the word, when what's happening in the world matches what the world, what the word said was going to happen, maybe the body should pay attention. Amen? Maybe we should kind of be conscious of it. Maybe we should be, be thinking about it and, and be on it. Amen? So <clears throat> with everything that we see happening in the world around us, I believe it's time for the body, the church, to deal with three areas real quick. So I, I got three areas I'm going to deal with real quick and I'm going to let you go. Number one, we need to stop sending mixed messages to ourselves. Number two, we need to stop sending mixed messages to each other. And number three, we need to stop sending mixed messages to the world. Amen? Mixed messages to ourselves, mixed messages to each other, and mixed messages to the world. Number one, ourselves. We are constantly sending ourselves mixed messages. Say amen. So many times, tell me if this has happened to you. We come to a service, we hear a message, it could be online, it could be in the church, whatever. Somebody will pray for us. Something we, we get a word spoken of our lives that just impacts us. Anybody? Good two of you, amen. It's nice in a church that at least two of you have had the word spoken over you. And, and, but, but, but you know that moment, right? We have one of those Ephesians 3 prayers spoken over our lives. Like when Paul spoke in Ephesians 3 to the, to the believers, he says in verse 16, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Through faith, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Somebody going to receive this right now. And, and to know that love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. And now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Anybody receive that today? Just receive that over you. But sometimes we get that message spoken over us. It was something that, you know, when, when somebody prays for you and it's exactly what you were telling God, but you haven't told anybody. And you're like, God, how could you know that? Say, but God, you know and, and God just shows you that I know you, I love you, I hear you, I'm with you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you. You think I don't hear, but I hear. 
And so you have one of those moments, right? And, and these, these incredible things spoken over your lives. And immediately we start sending ourselves messages. Anybody? We say, you know what? I am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be rooted and established in love. I'm going to walk in power. I'm going to walk together with God's people because God's love is for so huge. And God's love is so big and he's able to do more than I can ask or imagine, right? And so we walk out the building barely touching the floor. Right? We're like, yes, I speak that over my life, and we send ourselves that message, and then we, we maybe, sometimes we make it out to church, sometimes we don't, but we get right to the car, and the car don't start. And even though somebody comes quick and they help you and they give you a boost or drive your family, whatever, you start sending messages to your brain. You start saying, I am such a loser. I can't even afford a car that starts. I'm never going to have enough money to fix this car. This car, I, you, it could be something like a dead battery, but in your mind you're already, it's going to cost me $4,000. Where am I going to get $4,000? I'm never going to have $4,000 to fix this car. Anybody been there? You start sending yourself these messages. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to be good. I'm never going to be happy. I'm never going to be married. I'm never going to be, my marriage is never going to be good. I'm never going to be, and we send these mixed messages to ourselves. And what happens when you start sending these mixed messages? You're telling God, God, your love for me is so small, it's barely even visible. You don't even know I exist, really. But a moment ago, you were saying, God, you heard me. God, you love me. God, you're amazing. God, but then you walked out, your car didn't start. And there's something, sometimes something as simple as a flat tire could send our whole world spiraling down. And, we, and, and, and now we're questioning God's love. We're questioning his existence. I don't even know if you're real, God. Anybody been there? Yeah. Amen. Good. I'm glad I'm talking to some real people. Otherwise, you know, the fake church people, you know what I mean? Not me, I never. <laughs> but you start sending these mixed messages, and, and what happens? You start getting anxious. You lose focus. You lose balance. You start feeling sick. Then you're sick of work. You're sick of church. You're sick of people. You're sick of trying to please God. And here you are on Turtle Island, see, able to see the most beautiful things, and you don't care. You don't care. Nothing matters. And here you are with the ability to, to experience something that other people cannot experience, will never experience, and it doesn't matter to you because you've sent yourself all these mixed messages. And until you get things in proper balance again, nothing's going to matter. Nothing is going to impress you. Anybody been there? You ever been in a service, the love of God is all around you. Everybody's talking about the love of God they feel. Everybody's talking about this awesome presence of God, and you're miserable. You said, I don't feel nothing. These guys must all be lying. They must be paid to say that stuff. I don't feel nothing. You have people saying, yeah, the, oh, the presence of God was amazing in that church. What are you talking about? I was in the same church with you. Nothing happened today. I didn't feel anything. Why? It's because you can't. Nothing matters. You've lost balance. You've lost focus. Somebody say amen. You need some spiritual dramamine. Aye. 
so that you can stop the messages that bring confusion and disorientation to your mind. Church, we need to monitor the messages we send ourselves. Come on, this is going to help somebody. I'm going to punch it into your throat right now. I'm violent about this. We need to monitor. This is a spiritual discipline. That's why this is bodybuilding. That's why this fits in this series. This is a spiritual discipline. We need to monitor the messages that we send ourselves. Whenever you hear yourself speaking, you might sound like a crazy person, but whenever you hear yourself speaking those things over your life, I'm never, this, this, never going to find a wife. I'm never going to find a husband. There's nobody out there. It's too late for me already. I'm, I'm 24. I'm never going to be married. Right, we, get, we get stressed out real early. I'm 19. I'm never going to be married. God, when am I going to meet that perfect person? God's still working on you and you want to work on somebody else. Oh, don't get me started. That's a whole other message. Whenever we start hearing those contradicting messages that we're sending to ourselves, I'm not even talking about external yet. This is just in you. This happens every day in your car, at your job, in your, on, on your bed, in your what, whenever, right? We send these, whenever you have, here's the key I want you to use, shut it down. We learned this from a friend of ours at Teen Challenge. They teach him, whenever you start, shut it down. Shut it down. Before it starts going too far, shut it down. So sometimes, listen, you might look like crazy people, but you're going to have to tell yourself sometimes when you hear that, you're going to say, whoa, whoa, shut it down. Shut it down. Nah, that's not me. Shut it down. You're not happy with your weight? Do something about it, but you don't have to tear yourself down about it. Come on. You don't have to say, I'm a loser. I'm not. No, I'm not. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If, if, if you don't like something about yourself, then change it. If you want to lose it, then lose it. If you want to fix it, then fix it. If you want to tuck it, then tuck it. I don't care. But don't build yourself. Don't knock yourself down. Don't tear yourself down. Say, shut it down. Amen. I'm a friend of God. I can do all things through Christ. You're like, yeah, but I screw up. So what? While I was still ungodly, he died to save me. There's still hope for me. Christ didn't die for me because I was so good. He died for me because I was so bad. So that doesn't mean we stay there and we say it doesn't matter. No, we strive to do what God wants us to do. We strive to walk in it. We strive. We beat. Paul says, I beat my body and make it a slave so that I won't be disqualified. Amen. But we don't, we don't, we can't talk ourselves down. We can't abuse ourselves, shut it down, amen? Understand, the more mixed messages you send yourself, the more confused you'll be, the more depressed you'll be, the more apathetic you become. I talk to people all the time, and I've, and, and I've been like these people too many times. You'll never enjoy the body of Christ, the local church, until you learn to enjoy you. I'm not talking to anybody. You're never going to enjoy the local church until you can enjoy you. And nobody in the local church is going to enjoy you until you can enjoy you. So shut it down. <laughs> Number two, we need to stop sending mixed messages to each other. This is where it's going to get quiet. Too often we send mixed messages to each other in the body of Christ. 
We're Christians. We love God. We're his. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We talk to each other like we don't even like each other. I want you to listen to this scripture, and I want you to really hear it. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. We're going to put it up there as well. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. Verse 15. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. Keep in mind, we're talking about the local church. 21, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Somebody need to hear that today. Those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. <clears throat> but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division. So that there should be no division. Where I got stuck. So that there should be no division in the body. DJ, wicky, wick, wick. So that there should be no, di no, div no, di no, di no division. <laughs> no division in the body. But that its parts should have equal concern, equal concern, equal concern, equal concern, equal concern for each other. If one part suffer, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices. Every part rejoices, rejoice, rejoices. I should be a DJ. I'm good at this. I'm just kidding, bro. Now you, 27, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. Isn't that amazing? Each one of you is a part. I read that entire scripture because I think it's time for the body to find some balance. Amen? No division, equal concern. Did you catch that? If it's in the word, then we can achieve it. We think, well, we can't do that. Nobody's perfect. You're right, nobody's perfect. But if the word says we can do it, we can do it. If the word says we can achieve it, we can achieve it. Come on. Listen to me. This is not the time for hands to be fighting with the feet. This is not the time for the parts of the body to be auditioning for other parts. So about that guy, Ben Gate. This is not the time for some parts to be thinking they're better than other parts. This is not the time for some parts to be jealous of other parts. 
Be the part God put you to be. Come on. Check this out. I'm going to give you a picture. My ankles and my elbows never hang out together. They never spend private time alone. They never say hello to one another. They never just kick it together. They rarely even see each other except maybe in a longer type of shower. I got your picture in too much. Relax. Relax. They rarely spend time with, are close to one another. But yet they never have an issue with one another. Why? Because they're part of a body and they work together for the greater good of the body. Oh. Listen, I couldn't do what I do the way I do it. If I didn't have my ankles and elbows. But yet nobody gives praise to my ankles and elbows. And yet they never have conflict with one another. They never talk about each other. They never tell the brain, I don't think the ankles can handle this. I don't think the elbow is good enough. I don't think the right elbow is as strong as the left. They never say that to each other. They work for the greater good of the body. I couldn't do what I do the way I do it if my elbows and ankles weren't working with me. Let me say that a different way. Church, we couldn't do what we do the way we do it if each of you, the body, weren't working with us. I realize this takes some serious maturity, but church, we just celebrated our ninth year anniversary. We've been, we've had our doors open for nine years. I think it's time we grow up. Amen? I think it's grow-up time. I think it's not baby food time. I think we can't, you know, have the, the little rubber coating on the spoon so we don't hurt your teeth when we feed you. I don't think we got to put everything in the blender before we give you so you don't want to choke on something big. I think we can start throwing raw steak out. Amen? And say, yo, deal with that. Eat it, cook it, do whatever you got to do, but you take care of that. Amen? I'm not going to cook up your meat for you anymore. Ay-ya-ya, <laughs> ay, yeah, that's good. Listen, if church, if we could do things for the greater good of the body, for the greater good of the kingdom, what an even more amazing church we would be. If everybody had the thought that every, I'm going to play the part that I play and everything that I do is going to be for the greater good, not of the pastor, not of the leadership, for the greater good of the body, for the greater good of the kingdom. We're not here to honor people, we're here to honor God, Amen. We're here to do what we do. Don't, if you're doing something for me, don't do it. I mean, it's nice. I appreciate it. But in the ultimate big picture, what you're doing should be do, what, in ministry, what you're doing in life here shouldn't be for me, shouldn't be because you like me. It should be because we're part of the body and we're called to be those parts and we're called to do the things that God has called us to do. Amen? So I discovered firsthand what I've known for a long time, mixed messages throw off balance. Mixed messages create confusion. Mixed messages damage the body. Let me show you what that looks like in the local church. When you hug me 
and then go talk about me. You send, <laughs> somebody enjoyed that one. You're sending a mixed message. When, <clears throat> when people try coming to you with stuff like that, that's when you got to use the words again. Yo, yo, shut it down. Shut it down. Oh, but you hear pastor? Oh, you hear about pastor's wife? Whoa, 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 shut it down. What are you talking about pastor's wife for? What she do to you? Shut it down. She didn't say, how do you get over it? Did you say hi to her? Hi. You'd be amazed how many issues we get like this. Because oh, the pastor didn't say hi. There's two, three hundred people here sometimes. Did you say hi to him? He got to say hi to you? Listen, I love you guys. I love the church. I'm sorry if I don't give each and every one of you a hug. I'm sorry if I don't personally greet each and every one of you after the message. I'm usually very sweaty and I don't want to, you know, offend people. But I love the local church. I, I wouldn't do this. You understand? I love the local. I wouldn't put up with the sacrifice that it takes. I wouldn't put up with the, uh, the, the criticism and the abuse and, the, and everything that it, that it takes, the toll that it takes on your life. But I love the local church. Shut it down. Let me show you what it looks like in the local church when you're my friend on Facebook, but don't, but don't face me in church. What? I got 600 friends, and you don't got nobody talking to you. You got people that got to have two Facebooks because they've exceeded the limit of friends. Really? Can any one of those people change a flat tire for you? Who, who would you call? Did that narrow the list down to your cousin, <laughs> the one relative, not even? Listen, listen, how, how does this look like in the local church? Mixed messages. When you get to church regularly, but you don't let church get to you. That's a mixed message. That's a mixed message. What are you doing in church for? Why are you wasting sleep, sleep a little longer on Sunday? If you're not going to get in here to be in here to be about it, if you're not going to be in it to be about it, don't come. Amen? Amen? When you don't let the church get in you, then you're sending a mixed message. Listen to this. What does it look like? When, when church isn't a priority to you, when everything else comes up, takes precedence over being a part of the body on a regular Sunday morning. Are you a part of this body or are you not? And I'm not trying to be legalistic. I'm not saying you should only miss two services in 365 weeks. I, I, I'm saying I'm not, I'm not putting that pressure on you, but I'm saying being together with the body should take precedence. Not, oh, well, it's Puerto Rican Day, it's Dominican Day. It's, you're not even Dominican. Why are you going? <laughs> like we look for any excuse. It's my cousin, my baby cousin's nephew's christening. So go after church. Oh, but my, my kids are in 16 sports. I, I'm not even going to touch that one. It, 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 if it isn't a priority, listen, you're sending mixed messages to us. You're sending mixed messages to your kids. And then, then when your kids are teenagers, then you want to yell at Pastor Lou and yell at us. You better fix my kid. My kid don't think, what, what, what? I better do what? You never showed your kids that church was a priority. You never showed your kids that God is a priority. You let them take every other avenue, everything.
thing happens. And then you want to come when he's jacked up. And you want to come and throw him at the youth pastor. Yo, fix this kid I'm going to knock him out. Mixed messages, church. In a different area. When we say we're going to do something and we don't do it. Hey! I got weak with that one, sorry. When we say we're going to take care of something and we don't follow through. When we say we'll do something and then we do it half-heartedly or do it with an attitude. You're not doing nothing for me. Amen? You said you were going to help in this ministry. You said you were going to do this. You said you were going to take care of this. You said you were going to build this up to another level. You said you were going to start something new. Do it. If I got to follow you around and the pastor has to or this guy has to or the leadership has to always be, you're not doing nothing. You created more work. That's why it's easy sometimes for a small team to do everything. We get burnt out to death, but at least we know we do it because it's easier to do it than to chase you around. Ooh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just getting stuff off my chest. I'm still in vacation mode. Church, what effect do all of these things have on the body? It gives the body motion sickness. It might not affect you because you're not moving. But to all the others that have to pick up the slack, to all the others that, that are faithful, to all the others that, that continue, that press on, it gives them more to do. It sends mixed messages. What happens when we get mixed messages? It makes people go out of balance. What happens when people go out of balance? It makes people anxious. It makes them depressed. It makes them apathetic. It gets harder and harder to be able to enjoy the beauty that God has placed in, around us. It gets harder and harder. That's why you see some ministry, people in ministry for a long time. They're nasty people. Why? They're motion sick already. They're nauseous. I can't enjoy this anymore. I come to church and it's work. Come on, if you've been in ministry for a long time, you've had these seasons. I don't, I, going to church is work. I don't, I don't see the presence of God. I don't experience God's touch. I don't hear from God. Why? All these mixed messages, man. Listen to this quote. Too many church people stop coming to church because of church people. Church, we need spiritual dramamine. You know what's dramamine to our hearts, to our spirits? Worship. Worship is spiritual dramamine. Worship team, come. Let's give them some hope. Worship silences the other signals. Listen, when you lose yourself in worship, you block out the mixed messages. You guys can come. I got one last one. Each of these points are equally as important. We have to silence the mixed messages that we send ourselves. Shut it down. We have to silence the mixed messages that we send each other. Shut it down. And then this is just as important. We have to silence the mixed messages that we send the world. We're called to be the light of the world. And too often all we do is send mixed messages to those outside of the church. 
when someone at our jobs or at our schools or in our building, in our neighborhood, whatever, young people, listen, because this is for you too. When they find out we go to church, when they find out we may even call ourselves Christians at least one or two days of the week, but they have to deal with us on a daily basis. They see our character. They see the way we act. They hear the way we speak. When the Christian in the office is the one known for telling the dirtiest jokes, it's a mixed message, church. When the Christian in the office is the one that slept with two out of the three people on that floor, that's a mixed message, church. When the Christian in the family is the nastiest person on that side of the family, we're sending mixed messages to the family. Why would anybody want to be like us? And, and if we're called to be the light, how come the darkness says, I'd rather not be like you? Listen to me. Many, here's another quote for you. Many people will never listen to what any believer says because of what some believers are. Matthew 5.16 says, let our light shine. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Church, it's time to shine. It's time to shine. To, and, and it doesn't mean, it's like so, so many of us, it, it, this, this is how I, my picture of Christianity in, in, in some people. It's a little, you know that little flashlight you have on your keychains? That's your idea of shining. It's a little flashlight that every once in a while, when you think it's appropriate, you take it out. You guys got it, right? That little LED flashlight on your keychains. That's your Christianity to some people. We keep it in the pocket and we take it out only when we think it's safe to do so. We're supposed to be light. That means everything I do is light. That means what I say brings light. Okay, are we perfect? Can we be? No, I'm not. I'm not. Don't, don't get judgment. Don't feel condemnation. Don't feel shame. We mess up. You will mess up. But here's what it looks like when you mess up at work. You blow your temper. You drop an F-bomb or something. God forbid, but you know what I'm saying. Let's just be real, right? What do you do? You go back to that people that you, that you, that you threw up on and you say, listen, I'm sorry. That is... That is so not my character. That is so not how I want to be. Do you know the respect that you get as a Christian? Not from not doing the bad things because we're going to mess up. You stay put your finger. Ah! But then you go to those three people that heard you drop it. And listen, I'm sorry, man. That hurts so much. I don't know what, you know, but, but that's not me. I don't want you to think that that's me. That's, I feel really bad about that. I just want to apologize that, I, that I, I shouted that in your presence. That's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. Amen. That's being light. It's not perfection. It's being light. Time. Church, it's time that we shut all the mixed messages down. Amen. Listen to me. If you're visiting today, if you're just listening to this online, if you've heard so many mixed messages from the church or about the church, I just want to tell you today, listen, we're not all like that. 
We're not like the Christians you see on TV. We're like the worst ones ever. We're not like the Christians you see on most reality shows. We're not perfect, not any single one of us, but our desire is to love like Jesus. We want to walk in the things that God has for us. I, I know about a lot of us here, we want to be everything God says we can be. We want to we wanna know, we know that we're created in Christ Jesus to do good works and which he prepared in advance for us to walk in. And most of us here, we want to walk in those things. We believe that ultimately God has a plan for each and every one of us and we choose to walk in those plans. Sometimes it's hard. And, and we don't do it perfectly and for that I apologize. But here we are as a community of faith to walk alongside each other to help each other make this thing happen. Amen? If that's you, would you stand with us today? As we close in worship in the last few moments that you'll have of worship today for this little moment that we have left before we leave, can we shut down the mixed messages? Can we find our balance in Christ? Can we free ourselves to be awed again? Can we free ourselves to be amazed again? Sometimes we've been in Christ for so long and we've had so many mixed messages that the beauty of God escapes us and we just can't see it. And we can't see the beauty in our sister. We can't see the beauty in our brother. We can't, we can't feel his presence. And can we just free ourselves to be in awe again? Church, if you've lost your sense of wonder, would you get out of your seat and just take a step forward and say, God, I want you to bring me back. Bring me back to that time when I first loved you. Bring me back to that time when I felt your presence all the time. Bring me back to, to not, that, not that we need the goosebumps and all that, but bring me, the, bring me back to where every mention of your name raised the hair on my hands, God. Bring me back to that place, God, where I first loved you. 